three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple, and this is your humble host, Hunter, here. Uh, I hope you guys are having a good start to your weekend. This is I'm recording this on Friday morning. I'm actually getting ready to catch a flight to San, Fr- uh, to San Diego, pardon me, uh, for my fantasy football weekend. But I wanted to give you guys a couple quick reviews of some stuff I saw here a couple days ago. So I'm reviewing real quick uh, Where'd You Go Bernadette, which was written uh, and directed by Richard uh, Linklater, who of course did Before Sunrise, which I remember seeing Before Sunrise. I, I'm pretty sure I really enjoyed it. it. It's been a while since I've seen it. And he also uh, directed Boyhood, which, and I know that's a lot of people go, what? I watched Boyhood, I thought it was good, but I think Moonlight, is basically what Boyhood was go- was going for, but done way better. Uh, yeah, just wasn't a huge fan of Boyhood. And to be honest, guys, and it breaks my heart to say this, I wasn't a big fan of this uh, at all, to be completely honest. There's some stuff I liked, but uh, we'll get there. I-, I think people do forget how good Kate Blanchett is. I mean, you think about you know her being Ocean's Eight, which I really enjoyed Ocean's Eight. I know some people weren't crazy about it. I loved her uh, in uh, The House of the Clock and Its Walls. I thought she was her Jack Black's chemistry was wonderful. I loved her in Carol. I loved her in Truth. I love her in the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Uh, loved her in Blue Jasmine. She really is one of my favorite actresses. I'm always so happy when I get to to see her and stuff. And this is the first time I remember just thinking Kate Blanchett as charming as she is. It almost felt like Michael B. Jordan in the Fantastic Four uh, reboot they did uh, years ago, where they were they basically said, "Hey, we're gonna take all the charisma and your charm and the way that you have this like this personality that makes people want to see you and talk to you. We're gonna take all those things about you and we're gonna suppress them and not let them show in any way, shape, or form." Because and again, I don't think this is on Kate Blanchett. There are a couple moments here watching this movie. I thought she was good, but overall, I thought she was just she she was so selfish. And the movie only calls her on it, but so much. This actually gave me more of an Eat, Pray, Love uh, vibe, where uh, at least with Eat, Pray, Love, basically it's about uh, that character just being a total bitch. And not actually have any problems in manufacturing them herself. Here, at least, with Bernadette Fox, uh, Kate Blanchett's character, it seems like they're saying, "Hey, she's like you know clinically depressed," and the movie does bring that notion up, but they don't really follow through on it. It just kind of seems like something she gets over one day by going back to working. And I think what's so frustrating about that is that this movie had a chance to actually make a statement about mental health. And I'll say too, just as a, you know, doing this, uh, doing the podcast for almost five years now, when I'm not creating, I do feel lost. I feel empty to be completely, to be quite honest. And 
they kind of go into that, but then it seems like it just goes away so quickly and it's dropped and not really fully developed. He ends up going on this trip to Antarctica. Um, and actually, pardon me, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here. So, uh, Kate Blanchett, Bernadette Fox, she's the mom. She used to be a former architect, which is probably some of the best stuff in the movie because they have flashbacks and interviews with uh, people who used to work with her, uh, including Lawrence Fishburne and uh, uh, Megan Mullally uh, were both in this, which was always a great surprise to just see them. And that's some stuff that I wish we had gotten more of because we learned more about Bernadette. We learned about the fact that she you know, got the MacArthur Grant uh, at, at such a young age and that she's almost this, like this like, prodigy, basically. Um, as far as in the architectural community and it was just kind of frustrating because I go oh you have something good that you know you could go ahead and develop but you're you're just not so she's you know, you know she's the mom uh Billy uh Crudup who I've seen I've seen stuff I spotlight's the first thing I thought of him in but he plays her husband he's kind of like a I guess I'd say a nice Steve Jobs. Basically, he works for Google, I want to say, and he's developed this, this uh, basically like it's like a not like a microchip, but it's almost something you like put on your face. It's kind of like a headset, like like, like kind of like a really small headset, and you just put it basically on your forehead, and you can think the thoughts, like think what you want your computer to type, and it does it for you. It's some Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock bullshit. I, that's all I was thinking when I saw it. I was like, ah, I've seen how this ends. But he's a really smart tech guy. And if the movie does anything well, it does a good job of illustrating how, uh, how uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's Edgel, is how you say his name, how Edgel and Bernadette, they used to be in love. And you, and you can feel like some of that is still there. But... Bernadette really started retreating back into herself uh, after she stopped working. And Edgel, he's, you know, the golden boy. He's the poster child. He's running this company, the, this tech company, and he's retreated more into the, his work. And so they're just not talking. And again, normally I'd kind of go like, oh, I want to see you kids make up. But they're both so selfish. The way that he brings about this intervention for Bernadette is done in just the shittiest way. I, I mean, that he corners her, and it's it's really, it's really insensitive the way he does it. To to be completely, uh, to be completely frank, and if there, and I'm trying to just find good things about this movie because I'm I, I really I, I didn't leave the theater angry, but I kind of just left going well, all right, I'll never watch this again. Uh, Emma Nelson, I think this girl could be something. Uh, she plays uh, B, who's uh, their, their kid. And she does have some very, you know, those kind of classic uh, teen moments with her dad where she kind of talks down to him, and I'm sitting there going, okay, I mean, I couldn't do that to my mom. <laughs> I can't, couldn't do that to my mom now. And how the movie just kind of goes, yeah, she's sticking up for her mom, but she's doing it at the expense of her father, and it comes across very, just very bratty, which I didn't like. But she is very smart. The movie does a good job of showing her just her natural charisma uh, as, far as, her, as far as her being an actress, but showing that she'll be similar to her mom and maybe only get the good qualities, hopefully. So that kind of worked. But sitting back and watching this, I mean, there's a couple scenes. There's a scene with Bernadette 
and uh, Audrey, who's played by Kristen Wiig. And you find out that they're in this town. I, I want to say it's Seattle. Uh, forgive me. I'm just kind of blanking. But but she, Bernadette is just not liked by anyone, even when she goes to drop B off at school. The parents are, like, talking shit about her. So it's a little cartoonish because the movie does really hammer home the fact that Bernadette has no friends. And you kind of sit there and... At a point, just for who she is or used to be, as far as an architect and being, you know, at the top of her game, some would like her probably just from fanfare. It's it's a little unrealistic to say that everyone wouldn't like her in this in this town. It's that was a little odd and honestly a little hard to accept. But Audrey is just kind of a bitch. She she's that she's a worse version of Bernadette, honestly, and I think one of the frustrating things is that the movie tries to give Audrey this moral high ground which they which she really doesn't earn Bernadette and Audrey have a fight early on in the movie about I want to see some um, these uh, this thing in her yard that she goes basically you need to take care of these thorns or these weeds or what have you and Bernadette does what Audrey said now, Bernadette admittedly knew that this would, you know, not work, but she goes ahead and does this thing that Audrey says, and basically there ends up being this, uh, this uh, not like a flash flood, but uh, this wall uh, breaks down, and all this mud flies in, and it's, a, it's uh, during this dinner party that Audrey is hosting, and it's, it's a pretty brutal scene, and it leads to Audrey talking about Bernadette and talking, saying some pretty mean shit to her in front of B. And I think that's where the movie really started to lose me because yes, Audrey has every right to be upset, but this is where she starts going, you know, no one likes you. You know, the mom, the parents are happy we don't show up for shit. And it got to a point where it got way personal, way too personal for, again, this woman who really has not earned the, has not earned the right to even talk down to her like that, let alone in front of her child. That was really, that was really dark. And yeah, it's just, it, 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 while the dialogue was interesting, the intended result of it, I just went, nah, I'm like, sorry, I'm not giving you this. And, and in the movie, it throws in just kind of random things, like that Bernadette has had four miscarriages. They just kind of throw that in from nowhere, and I went, whoa, okay, are we going to come back to that? They they don't. They don't really come back to it. They address it once, and it never comes back. And it, it, it's frustrating. The thing you find out that broke Bernadette, she developed this one house, what's called, uh, which is known in the movie as the 20 by 20, is what they call it, because she used uh, huge resources that were within tw a 20-mile radius of where she was building this uh, this home and basically she builds this immaculate house and I will say the cinematography in this movie was probably my favorite thing about it because when Bernadette goes to Ant uh, goes to uh, Antarctica Antarctica yeah when she goes to Antarctica it's shot so well it's like a planet Earth uh, kind of docu style documentary it's like wow okay so that was really well done the cinematography as far as just showing the architecture and how things are built it gives you a really kind of inspirational feeling not from bernadette from but just from seeing how 
she's built some of these things. It's pretty cool to witness. And so, which is why it's even more frustrating that the story's not as good. But uh, the 20 by 20 house, she ends up, ends up being destroyed and bought by this like billionaire who just destroys it for a parking structure. And it took her, I guess, three years to build. And that was kind of the thing that the movie wants to basically lead you to believe it's going kind of broker. But I don't know. It, it The way the movie portrays it, it doesn't have the weight that it should have had. I think by showing Bernadette's maybe reaction or just seeing more of her because the story is told at points through other people's point of view just going to flashbacks i think would have been a lot more effective as far as how that kind of broke bernadette and you don't really get any of that which was frustrating so i know it feels like i'm gonna give this probably lower than what i'm gonna give it i went and saw this on a five dollar movie tuesday i thought you know for five dollars i feel like it was okay but I could have red boxed this and went, eh, all right. I mean, I'll never watch this again. I was looking through some of the reviews on on Amazon of the actual book. And one thing that the movie brings up is that Bernadette's husband is having an affair with his, uh, like, someone who works in his office. I, I want to say it's like his, uh, not his secretary, but she's, like, co-producing this project with him. And that's brought up the fact that they could be having an affair and then it's dropped. There's a lot of things where it's very start and stop. Bernadette and Audrey have that kind of rivalry going and that's resolved, you know, before we even get to the third act. Uh, B is kind of seen as the outcast at school, but they don't really dive into that. There's a lot of stuff here that I went, man, there's potential for more if they would just dig a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the husband talking about the fact that he... Um, you know, that he, him and Bernadette just haven't been talking. He f doesn't feel, you know, artistically fulfilled in in the relationship. That was something they could have explored. They don't really go there. And Judy Greer is in here, and I love Judy Greer. She plays the doctor who helps with the intervention. She plays Dr. Kurtz, and, you know, I would like to see more Judy Greer, too, but I always want to see more Judy Greer. But it, it, this felt like just a movie that was a really big missed opportunity which is always the most frustrating thing. So, uh, as far as a grade, I'm going to give this a C. Just because even a C plus seems too strong, to be honest. Uh, if I rented this on Amazon, I'd go, all right, well, that was fine. But if you can find this at Redbox when it comes out, you know, that's fine. I mean, I'd probably buy this if it was like five bucks. Just because, you know, I could put it on for the cinematography stuff and the flashback uh, the documentary style scenes but overall this was really disappointing and the trailer had me excited and i expect more from kate blanchett so yeah disappointing but average so see for me but uh guys if you've read the book please let me know is the book better i just some of the reviews i'm reading it doesn't seem like the book is much better but uh please let me uh, let us know what you thought in the comments below you can go ahead and like us on facebook at the real pineapple you can follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple you can follow scott on twitter at nearman the first you can follow colin on twitter at the real o'neill and you can go ahead and find us on soundcloud apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify uh podbean and stitcher radio now 
at the real pineapple don't forget to like share and subscribe so you'll be the first to know when our new reviews are up guys thank you so much for listening we will have reviews up this next weekend for it chapter two and we'll have a review up as well for the uh for the first season of dead to me uh season one which i am stoked to get into that but guys thank you so much for listening we love all the support and we'll talk to you guys soon take care